All right, welcome to Irreverent Film Review. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amos. And we're your hosts uh, for the podcast here. And uh, we are, well, we just finished watching Garden State, uh, written and directed and starred in by Zach Braff. One and only. And his co-star, Natalie Portman. Um yeah, and we yeah, so we literally just finished it and um what'd you think? Let let's get into it. Wow. Well I'm sad. Yeah, I I think <laughs> that that sums the movie up really well. It's just sad. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was I, good. I, it was a good, good movie. I mean yeah. I'm sad in a good way. Yeah, it's hard to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even when I watched the trailer, I kind of knew how I would feel uh, watching this movie. And I just really like Zach Braff in general. But yeah, the yeah, the story, I mean, it just it feels really nostalgic in a sense. Um, Natalie Portman plays a, uh, a very quirky character, uh, mm-hmm. not not a character I've. Um, I think I've potentially seen her before play and it was really good. Mm-hmm. She had, um, it was really good acting on her part. I really enjoyed her. Uh, I'm not super familiar with, um, Zach Braff mm-hmm. other than scrubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I haven't seen all of that either, mm-hmm. but, uh, he was pretty great. Uh, the, uh, the tone, um, Right off the bat, the movie, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he wakes up and the tone, um, he's wearing white, the bedroom's mm-hmm. white, everything's white. Yeah. And you see kind of a, this shift throughout the entire movie where he's medicated, mm-hmm. life is dull, yeah. he's dull, he's emotionless. And uh, throughout the movie, the whole thing kind of moves not only in his character to be more um, or less stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But even the uh, the background, right? So uh, uh, something I noticed is like he, his clothes get more colorful. Um, mm-hmm. So a yeah. lot of that going on in the background, right? The cinema right. is becoming more um, vibrant, mm-hmm. colorful, um, which was a good touch and done well. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the opening scene is him in an airplane crashing. Oh, that's right, the very opening scene. And yeah. he's sitting in the middle seat and... Everyone is freaking out yeah. around him and he reaches up to turn the, the fan on yeah. and life is just sort of chaotic in that moment. And yep. then he wakes up to the voicemail that his dad is leaving him in that moment. Yeah. And we see this really stale room. There's nothing in it. Yeah. Everything is white and he's not even sad. Yeah. So you almost just are, are put into that mood, uh, that, I don't know, apathetic yep. indifference. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you watch him come to life throughout. And and there isn't um there isn't like a neat tidy bow in the end of this movie either, I didn't think. Not necessarily. Uh but I mean, so he's about to leave Natalie Portman mm-hmm. and you know, I actually thought so I was kind of confused by that very beginning scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although now I think the point was, is again, he, 
he's just living such an indifferent life his apathy even goes into his dreams right like he just doesn't give a shit right um but at the very end i actually thought that it was the very beginning was a foreshadow potentially in that mm-hmm. maybe he was going to get in a plane crash. Me too. And I was prepared for that. I was like, Oh shoot, this is gonna be a really sad, crazy ending. Um, but then they flipped it on us and sure enough, he gets off the plane, goes right. back to Natalie Portman. So it kind of ends happy in that way. Right. He goes back yeah. to the girl and says, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. It, in that, yes. In that sense, it is. Um, it, the ending is a little cheesy. Yeah, because he right. he basically says no, I I have to leave, and then he leaves, and he's like, never mind, that's all bullshit. Right. And we've uh, never seen that before, right? You've, ne- <laughs> you've never seen that in a movie, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Uh-huh. I, it was a great movie. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, would I have would I have enjoyed the movie better if the plane had crashed and he had died, <laughs> and he and remained indifferent? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I thought about that. I don't know. I don't know what I would have felt. Um, and I don't know. I kind of feel like he knows what he's doing there. Right. I, I really, I really like to believe he knows what he's doing in that scene. Yeah. That as a director. Yeah. yeah as a yeah, writer yeah, as a too. Writer. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not, um, no, I agree. He doesn't think I can't imagine he's thinking he's doing something original there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's almost a nod to that even, yeah. um, and in a, in a comedic way. And, and I really like that dark humored tone that he carries with him throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, and even she says that uh, Natalie Portman's character says that, um, you know, we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And they, she says that to him in a bar and he says, well, then what are we laughing at about you? And she says, well, I have epilepsy <laughs> and and he says, well, why is that funny? And and then she she has a monologue. But um, yeah, that it, it sort of touches on the the chaos of life and the the suffering that we experience and yeah. and the need for being able to find humor in the midst of it. Um, yeah. lest we we become like Andrew's dad in the movie who is trying to micromanage and uh and is trying to keep Andrew from feeling suffering, which reminds me a lot of a Brene Brown quote. Um, She says that when we numb the pain, we numb the the joy with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and that seems to be what's happening here with Andrews that his dad might have good intentions of, of helping him avoid suffering. But in, in the process of doing that, he ends up, feeling nothing at all yeah and the the tone being throughout the movie um feeling something is better than nothing mm-hmm. so even anger mm-hmm. even you know jealousy um he uh we see him come out of his shell uh, out of his medicated shell mm-hmm. um and uh and realize I, I at the end you know his his statement to his dad um, actually, I do. We want to do our quotes. Let's do our quotes right yeah, now because it's yeah, yeah. So I, my favorite uh, snippet quote from the from the film that I wrote down here. Um, he's talking to his dad, and it's really the first time he talks to his dad because uh-huh. every moment with his dad um, is awkward, yeah. super short, yeah. and we're kind of left 
um, to fill in the gaps between their relationship until up until the near, nearly the very end, he, he finally has a one-on-one with his dad right? where he gets to say how he feels. His dad gets to say how he feels. And he says something to his dad. Um, and I, I wrote it down here. I thought it was a pretty fantastic quote. Um, we may not have been as happy as you always, we may not be as happy as you always dreamed we would be. But for the first time, let's allow ourselves to be whatever it is we are, and that will be better. Point being, his dad being a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. um, he says something in that uh, in that same scene that's pretty uh, that that's that's heartfelt, right? He he tells his son, "You need to forgive yourself for what you did to your mom." Right. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you realize, well, this that's good, right? His dad's not. His dad's not angry mm-hmm. that he that he hurt his wife. The problem is, is that in that, as you said, the micromanaging. His dad is trying to micromanage his son's emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to make his son better, and so often in, in real life, but we see in this movie, in the attempt to make someone better, you end mm-hmm. up just shutting them down, and being shut down is a problem. Yeah, um, and it's not li- living life, you know. Right. Yeah, I I mean that that was my quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I went first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was a great quote. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's an obvious climax in the movie mm-hmm. with with that quote. You right. Know, so. Yeah, yeah. It there there is something cathartic about that scene. Yeah. Um, where you you almost hear. Zach Braff's character saying that to you. Yeah. The audience. Absolutely. Um, and, and in that way, I think it gives us a lot to think about with our own selves and the relationships that we have and, Mm -hmm. and the ways that we try to be someone else for other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that quote really struck me as well. Another one that I just thought was, it was a little cheesy, but it was also um, funny, and I think uh, <laughs> it really describes the tone of the movie really well. But when they are going on the scavenger hunt, and they come across the family who is living in the boathouse above the canyon, yeah, which was just a fun scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was weird, right? Weird for. For even the weird stuff that had already happened, it was just an odd snippet yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely and purposely full, purposely, yeah, <laughs> purposefully like a Thank little, you. yeah, um, purposely off, so. There we go. Yeah, off the beaten, off the beaten track a little bit. Yeah, um, but the guy, the guy uh, who owns the house sees them out and. Andrew Largeman says, good luck exploring the infinite abyss. And he is about to close the door. And then he says, Hey, you too. Yeah. Of course, Andrew is talking about a cave that the guy is literally exploring. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the quote, what he says back is right. Right. And I mean, it's a little cheesy Yeah. because I, I mean, I, I feel like he, I don't even know if he needed to say that right back to him yeah. because I, I, it was already registered. Um, and I kind of felt like, um, 
maybe Braff as a writer was was being a little too obvious about that, right? Uh, or or a little bit too um, black and white about what he was trying to say in that moment that yeah. I don't think he needed to. But I still really liked that moment in mm-hmm. the movie yeah. um, because it, again, it's a nod to Andrew Largeman's existential awakening in the movie and his realization that this is an ongoing pursuit and exploration and uh and you know we just heard the the owner of the houseboat or the boathouse or whatever Whatever it is it Uh, looked like a it looked like a boat didn't it right yeah (laughs) i don't know if it was yeah and him and his wife were there and it's weird talking i don't know calling it an ark or something like that as it's pouring down rain outside um yeah i yeah i i think that that's uh again like some something uh a little playful but also really helpful in terms of uh what what's going on with andrew throughout the movie and this is towards the end it's the latter half of the film and he yeah he he's already in in that place and yeah we can kind of see the trajectory of the rest of the movie at that point. He even says to Natalie Portman at the very end, it might be one of the last lines. He says, what are we going to do? Yeah. It ends with the question. And I think it's why he gets back off the plane is like, he's doing what he's doing. Doesn't make any sense. And, and actually could be worse, Mm -hmm. but he's doing at least something right. He's doing, he's, he's, he's reacting emotionally Mm -hmm. and he catches that and he says that is better. Right. At least that's a good thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that insight um, because so often we're we're told to think uh, analytically, logically, and reasonably about what it is that we're doing, and and it's hard to believe that that in acting that way we don't regret um, some of the ways that so, some of the the ways we may have acted had we given into our emotions yeah um that in some ways feels more true to who we actually are because when we're working out that logical or reasonable way of responding to the world around us it it isn't us it's the way it's the way we think that we should act yeah rather than responding in a way that we feel of well, course, that 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 goes, that, that that comes with a lot of discretion, right? Right. Um, like, just because I'm mad doesn't mean I get to kill somebody. Well, and pointing to this story, right? So we all the, the hard thing is we all have our stories, our our experiences in which our emotions hurt someone, hurt ourselves, hurt loved ones. And in this story, mm-hmm. right, he paralyzes his mom, right, in his anger. Mm-hmm. So in the very beginning, you can understand. Um, you know, you can understand why in his story, but even in the beginning of our lives, we understand why one must have control of your emotions. And yet to be emotionless is to die. And yet uh, we're kind of creatures of all or nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a, unavoidable, um, at least even for me that if you've done something emotionally and it's caused pain, mm-hmm. um, or you've been hurt by someone else. Yeah. It, it, sometimes it just feels easier just to, to say, nah, I don't want any of it. Right. Like, fuck all that shit. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and that that's like the last time he remembers feeling something. Yeah, was anger, mm-hmm. and so feeling, acting in accordance with feeling, is already associated with something violent and yeah. negative. Yeah, and so to come back around to that later on, yeah, is really therapeutic. In the film, actually, there's that point mm-hmm. with his dad where he said, the dad says, uh, you know, I need you, I want you to forgive yourself. And he, the uh, Andrew says, it points out that that's not his problem. The problem is, 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 hasn't been that he has to forgive himself. The problem yeah. is being okay with the fact that that happened because, mm-hmm. and he says right there, you know, my heart, not to him, his father, but actually Natalie Portman says, a lot of my life has been decided by a two inch piece of plastic Yeah. Um, yeah. in that the dishwasher. So his, he pushed his mom in anger when he was nine and uh-huh. then, uh, his mom fell back on a, the dishwasher door that f- would right. fall because the latch didn't work. So yeah. um, the point being is that what he isn't okay with isn't not forgiving himself, but just being okay with that. It is what it is mm-hmm. that it happened and that there was nothing that you can do about it, you know? Right. And how do you move on with that? emotionally (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and the and the chaos of life and the unpredictability of uh decisions that we might make that that will affect those around us and yeah i I mean it definitely plays on a lot of that and um yeah i don't know it it definitely has that I don't know that existential dread. Yeah. I, see when I say the movie was sad, mm-hmm. it's hard not to go down a bit of a spiral with it. And that, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was a good movie. It was happy. And yet mm-hmm. it asks an existential question that I'm not prepared. It's a hard question. Right. You know, it's this, what is living? You know, what does it mean mm-hmm. to be alive? Mm-hmm. What is it? You know, <laughs> yeah well it, it's the type of movie that makes you want to quit your job and, and take up painting absolutely you know? um even though you know you might not be a painter it's like or you might not have a job yeah or you might... <laughs> yeah or you might just be doing a podcast with a friend right yeah this movie really made me want to quit my podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there's something really romantic about it like you know man, I just need to go buy a pack of cigarettes and walk around my block and in a pea coat and yep. cry in the rain. And, yeah, with Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go write poetry and, you know, whatever. And get uh, a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. gra- that your grandpa gave you. Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say about the movie other than... Um, it definitely makes you feel a way, a particular way that, um, that not a lot of movies, I, I think anyways, make you feel, Mm -hmm. um, really only the way that a a good independent film could. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's only the indie films that make you feel that way. It's the, it's those big boys over, uh, in Hollywood that make you feel, um, like you could be, you could be a superhero. Um, 
But it's really, uh, I mean, and, and that's why we're doing indie films, I think, because there there is something more true to life and more unique to um, some of the expressions on the screen and in the writing uh, that I think we both appreciate. So, and this movie is no different. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead and give it your... Uh... Here, here on Irreverent Film Review, we have a rating system one <laughs> zero to a hundred. Zero to hundred. Yeah. Did I say one to it? <laughs> <laughs> zero. Yeah, zero to a hundred. It's okay. it's a really uh, precise uh, metric for determining yeah. the quality of a movie. Yeah, we've really pinpointed. Uh, we've done a lot of work on that metric. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So, what's uh, what are you going to rate this movie on the scale of of one to a hundred? Zero to one hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah one, one uh-huh. sorry zero god zero being yeah. um, god awful yeah piece of garbage yep uh, uh, 100 being pure ecstasy yep orgasmic heavenly yeah yeah um, I am going to give it an 85 okay um, and I mean, how do you come up with that? I don't know. I'm just throwing yeah. a number out there. Well, we'll go ahead and get a look at the critics here. Yeah, in, in contrast to the way that I think about um, other movies that I've seen, I did really like this movie, and I think there's something to appreciate about Zach Braff directing, producing, writing, and starring oh, yeah. in this movie. And I, I, didn't, I don't think we even mentioned the score. The score is fantastic. Oh, the score is amazing. God. Yeah, you know, you you think someone like me, you think I've got this unique and like awesome, you know, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, you 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 peruse sure. the music through your life, and you you collect these songs in your pouch, and you <laughs> and what? and you think you've got this un- unique you know plethora in of your, music in your pouch and then you watch a movie like this and uh-huh. it's got like a half dozen of your favorite songs right yeah and you're like wow am i really that unique well yeah like, and the shin the shins are your favorite band too. no but they've got some fucking good songs dude that's such a good scene when they're in the hospital too yeah she gives them the headphones oh my god no they had some great indie throwback yeah you know 90s hits that i love i still go i still listen to like half of those songs in that movie i'll still listen to like they go up in my oh yeah Yeah. absolutely on what what platform spotify Spotify, of course okay yeah yeah you've got a a 90s playlist i recognized most of those songs yeah i i think most people will yeah um and i think the arrangement was just really well done yeah and sort of yeah how it was all edited um, was really well done um, that's crazy to me that mm-hmm. that he did all the editing and also acted all the roles in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he does a pretty fucking uh-huh. good Natalie Portman. He does a really good man in Natalie. I Portman. was really yeah. impressed. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, when he, did... he was in that when when he was in that bra and underwear, I was like, yeah, damn, that's damn. that's Zach Braff, but that looks a lot like yeah. Natalie Portman. <laughs> no, he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. How do you think he was able to do like the camera movements and act all the different roles at the same time? Oh, green screen, it had to have been. Yeah, yeah you can't move that quick. Yeah, yeah. That's no, fucking fucking brilliant, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Um, what's your score? Um, give it an 80. 80? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I you didn't it. like it very much. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Uh, eighty means I hate no, it. No, eighty eighty is fair. I think. Let me get a look at the Rotten Tomatoes here. Um, I think it's a movie I could watch probably. I don't know a few times a year. Oh, a few times a year. Yeah, I don't know. There's a few movies I have like that that are. Um, I don't know that that bring you back into questioning uh, where you're at in life and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I don't know. And you like that? You want to feel that way a couple, couple days? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a, I don't know. It's like a religious experience. It's like praying almost. Have you ever tried that? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Can't say that. I have. <laughs> okay. What's the, what do the critics have to yeah, say? Uh, we got 86% from the, the critics. Whoa. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, audience gave it an 88. So mm-hmm. audience enjoyed this movie just a smidgen more than the uh, the critics. <laughs> a smidgen. Just a smidgen, <laughs> which is a technical term. Yeah. Um, nah, it was good. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a score I would I would expect, expect mm-hmm. um, yeah. on both sides. Um, yeah. That was a good movie. Well, um, oh God, yeah, crazy. Uh, um, just one thing I gotta mention mm-hmm. about the movie: uh, yeah. crazy cameo with Bilbo in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bilbo fucking Baggins! I don't even know. <laughs> Dude just shows up. Cameo. I guess it's he just. Like I guess he just, years old. <laughs> I guess he just takes the ring off and shows up. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I think his real name is Ian Holm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, good to see you, Bilbo. <laughs> a familiar face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, it was sort of comforting. I was wondering yeah. where the ring was, but yeah, uh, we didn't get to see it was that. All this time. On my edge of my seat, waiting for Gollum just to pop yeah. out any minute. That's right. That's right. Well, um, if you guys haven't seen this movie and you like to feel sad and uh, feel existential yeah, God, dread, I hope you've seen the movie. Yeah. If you like sighing a lot, this <sighs> might be a movie for you. Did you cry? I did. Yeah, I did cry. It almost had me at yeah. the, the quote with his dad. Oh, my um, I, I almost shed a tear, uh, but almost. I didn't. Um, I actually haven't shed a tear since I was 16. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, since my dad put me on all those pills. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, well, um, thanks for joining us. Yep. And uh, if you liked it, or even if you didn't like it, uh, leave us a five-star review yeah. and um, give us any suggestions. Yeah, we'll do you a shout-out. We'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll read your comments um, <laughs> starting from here on out uh, on our next episodes. Yeah, so. if you leave us a five-star review, then we will read your review. Yeah, you might even become famous. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, so check us out on Instagram. There's not a lot going on there. but <laughs> Yeah, check us out. All right, and join us next time for our next movie. Uh, <laughs> the Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, no, I hope not. <laughs> and cue that sweet, sweet outro. Yeah.